the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Hello, hello. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Love and marriage, the stock market, retirement, what you're going to do when you retire. Work till the day you die. That's not a bad plan. It keeps money coming in, but maybe it's not that romantic notion of retirement that you had when you were 13, 14, 15 years old. One day when I retire, I'm going to be, what was it? We're going to like be the, the grandfather who jumps out of airplanes. We're going to be the grandfather that surfed. What, what was it going to be? So we'll talk a spectrum of stuff today. I'll try to teach you a little bit. Hopefully you'll get one or two things taken away from this all. A little later in the show, I'm going to talk about movie ticket prices and what they teach us. The average wedding cost in America. It's appalling. I think the worst part about weddings is like all the pre-knowledge that we have now. Again, I think it's a generational thing. I think for the baby boomers, weddings made sense. We were coming off, you know, world wars and we weren't that far from the Civil War, from the great, great, great grandparents and... You know, the big events and misery in the world, you know, trying to heal the, the fences, so to speak, of two neighbors by shacking up boy and girl, Adam and Eve. I think it's a different generational thing because one of the things that I've done is, let's say I've dated 10 people and nine of them have gone on to get married. And I'll, I'll take a look at their wedding photos or stuff like that we'll talk about and I'll, and I'll be like, I remember them when. I remember some of the things they did and that wasn't very wedding-like. It wasn't very like... It's just silly, and it's the whole Meghan Markle, Kate, Princess Kate thing that's going on. That I know people that stayed up for that, that royal wedding, three or four in the morning watching it. Remember the day for the rest of your life. Don't pay for it for the rest of your life. The average wedding cost in America is now over $30,000. That's pretty insane. And again, what's the, the whole white thing and the whole bad tuxedo thing and... You know, the first dance, like, I don't want to sound so unromantic that I'm killing the notion, but unless you're like a prized possession, like you're the, the Asian rose for 12,000 years, your family has been waiting for the one daughter and now we're going to marry her off. Unless you're like a prized token, weddings seem kind of silly and I get the whole princess and prince and they're going to be the king and queen of England one day. Okay. I'll, I'll make room for that. But I have a friend that dropped over $30,000 on a wedding. Pretty ludicrous. I have, I, I have a friend that did something very similar with um, his honeymoon, which I, I think is fine. At least you're going to remember that. It's just, that's a, a trip. That's a vacation kind of thing, right? If you marry in a big city, it's going to cost you like $75,000, $76,000 in New York City. Can you imagine? Just so you can serve some pretty average meat, pretty chewy chicken to your guests so that they can go, you look so good. It looks so good. 
You look so good. $33,000. Let's say the average couple's getting married at 30. That would be $66,000 by the time they're 37. Be 130,000 by the time they're 44. It'd be 260,000 by the time they're 51. It'd be over half a million dollars before they retire. Oh, you look so good. Oh, you look so good. This chicken's really good. I don't get it. I just, to me, that's insane. And again, hopefully the new generation comes up with something a little bit better. I can't wait till we get the first couple that's never actually met. That all they've ever done is Skyped each other or they just get married on the, the Skype or on the Apple FaceTime and they actually never meet. They live in different parts of the world. It'll happen. Oh boy, is this great! Now here's some of the fun parts about weddings inside the data. We're actually inviting fewer guests, but we're actually spending more on the cost per guest. Couples want to try to create a wedding that's memorable, that is a vacation for your for their guests. And I say, screw you, let me plan my own vacation, please. Please, please don't ever invite me to a wedding. I don't want to be on the dance floor. I'm going to hurt myself if I do. I'm asking you, please don't invite me to any weddings. Just run away. Run away, elope. It's a much more entertaining story to show someone a picture of Elvis marrying you in Vegas than it is. Some guy in upstate New York who uh, threw out his back earlier that day and had to be picked up and thrown in the back of an ambulance. The tradition for the bride's family paying for the wedding isn't rapidly changing. On average, the bride's parents contribute 45% of the overall wedding budget. Now, if it's a big-ticket wedding, that number jumps to 56% because it's probably the, the, the bride who's saying, I want to get married in New York at Sistine Chapel. Um, hold on, lady. The Sistine Chapel's not in New York. New York City! I want the Sistine Chapel in New York City. So the family of the bride packs up all the marble and moves it over the East Coast. Um, Bride and groom are covered about 41% of the cost. Groom's parents contribute 13%. What's up with that? Is it truly that the woman wants the wedding and she wants everything perfect? So everyone gets fed up and said, well, it's, it's up to the bride's family to cover the cost. Is that about it? The average wedding cost is much lower than the national average in some places in the United States. For instance, in New Mexico, you can get hitched for about $17,584 on average. And again, it's just how many places have the facilities. Oh, by the way, this weekend is the biggest weekend wedding weekend of the year. Does that make sense? Most people, people are starting to get married more in the fall and away from the spring. One of the reasons why. You get more dramatic colors, but you also get cheaper venues. The venues are all booked in spring and summer. So, yeah, I'm not a big fan of um, dropping that kind of money on a wedding. I know you're saying, even if it's in Santa Barbara or San Diego, California. No, no, no. It's not my thing. 4.3 million guests will be attending nearly 34,000 weddings this Saturday. That's a lot. Think about the money being spent as far as economic activity. You know, I'm one of those people that I'm like, I don't mind a good hurricane because it's economic activity. We got to go plant trees and build roads and we got to do all sorts of stuff after that. Fires. I'm good with fires, earthquakes, give people jobs. Half a million dollars will be spent on gifts this weekend. And again, best gift to get someone for a wedding is a spork. It's, it's that one thing that no couple has and really no couple wants, but it's a thing. 
Half a million dollars. The cost, you could expect to spend about $180 attending weddings in town. About $1,440 if you go out of town. Average registry cost for their couples, $3,200. If you want to buy everything out for them, you can. I just don't get it. Um, why start your life in debt knowing that divorce in California, in the United States, is so high? It's one of the sillier ways we spend money. Silliest way, maybe a brand new car? No, no. Silliest way is an expensive wedding. If you love each other, eh, that's your lesson of the day. Eh. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. One of my favorite memories as a child was going to the movies. Somewhere around age six, my brother David had a crush on a girl. He wasn't six. He was 12. So he invited that girl to a movie, but in order to get her to go, he, she brought her sister, Daphne. So my first movie date with a girl was Daphne Sparks, and trust me, I was aware that it was a date or something like that. I didn't know anything that goes along with the pressures of that. I didn't know if I was going to have to lay down my resume. I didn't know if I had to show my credit report. A six. You know, I could barely share toys, but I remember going to see Sinbad the Sailor. We were living in Turkey and uh, Izmir, Turkey. And uh, yeah, I remember the popcorn. Remember that? How romantic it is. I think the movie might have been 25 cents or 50 cents. It was in that $3 range, give or take a dollar or two. It was also, a, a, uh, Americans kind of got special discounts overseas kind of thing. Um, they kind of took care of themselves per se. So how much is the average movie ticket today? Average movie ticket is $9.26. No, 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 no. $9.26 it was in the second quarter. In the third quarter, it turned down to $8.93. Ain't that something? So movie prices fluctuate depending on the seasons? I did not know that. Maybe we're seeing more 3D movies. Maybe we're seeing more IMAX movies during the summer times. I don't don't know. Top grossing releases of the third quarter. The Lion King, $540 million plus. Spider-Man Far From Home, $390 million. Hobbs and Shaw, $172 million. Now, just to show you how out of touch I am, like I'm just consumed by money and family and love and other things, I, I, I don't know who Hobbs and Shaw are. I know they're tied towards the Fast and Furious franchise. It's made like 20 movies. Um, but I don't know if either one of them ever had like an alien burst out of their chest in a movie or anything like that. I know nothing about the, the characters. And once upon a time in Hollywood pulled in a, a respectable $140 million. Now, that shows you inflation, right? I remember when movies were a buck, two bucks. You could easily get away with your mom giving you a $5 bill or a $10 bill and going to the movies. 
Go with your friends. Have a good time. Bring me my change. Like, wow. And he did all the math of how you can come up to $9.90 and all the candy and all the popcorn and the movie ticket. And you gave mom back her change. You go, here's 10 cents. <laughs> and you thought you were being cute and clever. And then you learn later in life that my dad wasn't really nice to my mom and put on a really strict budget. My mom was on a budget as a mother. How messed up were their marital skills? They couldn't talk money. So he just said, here's $200. Go feed six kids and put clothes on them. $200. Anyhow, um, movies, inflation. The reason I'm talking about movies in Hollywood, this segment, is to talk about in a 40-year period, movies have gone from a buck to $8 or something like that, a dollar to $9 a ticket. And the concessions have gone even crazier, right? I don't think you could take a family of four to see Spider-Man and walk out for under $60 if you get any kind of concession, popcorn and soda. Take the popcorn with you. I'm not that guy. I'm not a guy to sneak food in. You don't have to sneak it in. It's a law. You can bring it whatever you want. I, I, I get it. I kind of like the fact that they make it. It's kind of like going to a five-star restaurant and you bring your own appetizers. I don't get the point of it. You're there for the experience, but the experience is expensive. I know you're saying five-star restaurant. Four-star? Michelin chip? I don't know. I don't know. But get this. Now, this all ties together. Okay, so when I was a kid, you could rent an apartment when I was 18 for like $300 a room. So you get like a three-bedroom apartment, maybe for 850 and the guy who got the biggest room was dropping 300 The other one else was dropping a little bit less, right? Now, that's $3,000 for a three-bedroom in San Francisco. Mm, that's 1000 a person versus 300 a person. That's pretty big inflation cost of living, right? Not really. It's more than the cost of living. Same thing with cars. Um, we used to do three-year car loans, and people hated them. Now the norm is a seven-year car loan because we're, we're financing more money. It's costing us more in interest payments. It's costing us more in, in dollars for the car. But it goes back again to you invest to beat inflation. Inflation average two, averages 2 to 4% per year, roughly. Movie tickets go up faster than that sometimes. Sometimes they stop. We stop going because we have big TVs. They lower their prices, or they offer more for less. Chairs that move. Can you imagine what someone from like a uh, an African tribe would think if they ever went to a movie theater in the United States? Chairs that move, like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, it's Mister Chair. Um, so you have to beat inflation. That's why you have to go to the stock market. Stock market averages eight, ten percent, eight percent on on equity, two percent on income yields. Um, each year, every year, last 80 years, it's, it's not a guarantee. Consultant broker advisor, you get the idea, but you're trying to keep up with rent inflation, with home cost inflation. You want your wage inflation to do that for you, but if it can't, you need your investments to do it for you. And if not, you need to start cutting your spending. Those are the three major components of, of money and income in retirement, right? How much you earn, what's your investments that you saved return and how much you can cut out of costs. And that's why I'm saying, like, cut the marriage cost out. You don't need to do a $34,000 wedding. You're being ridiculous. But the pictures are so beautiful. I want to immortalize my love. Um, in this day and age, seeing that you came off tender, where you were a 
pretty heavy. Uh, didn't you go on five dates on Valentine's Day? <laughs> I don't think you need to be immortalized to your love forever. So Disney films account for 40% of all the box office in the United States in the first nine months of 2019. This is how it all ties back together. You want to own a Disney. You want to own a Monopoly-type position. So movies cost more. We're still going. Then we buy them on iTunes, or we buy them, and we stream them on Disney+. Plus. The, the life of a movie goes on and on and on and on. 40% of all ticket sales because of Spider-Man's and the Avengers and because of Malficent and you name the Disney film, Toy Story 4, 40% of all the revenue dollars go into Disney. Do you want to own that or do you want to go, I don't really like the company. They're evil. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Coca-Cola and Pepsi. Both have had spectacular runs in 2019. I was looking at 2019 just as a year because it's kind of it was kind of an interesting year. We had just super growth in the stock market, and then it stopped, and then it started to grind left and right for three months. First six months, maybe one of the best six months ever on the stock market. I'm, I'm hyperboling right now. I know you're saying hyperbowling. It's not like you go bowling, you throw the ball as fast as you can. Kind of, yeah. I'm hyperbowling. I like the way you say that. But then it get kind of kind of sideways. Now, Coca-Cola is a brand, right? When I say Coca-Cola, you have an image in your head. When I say Pepsi, you have an image in your head. Now, Pepsi's got a lot of stuff like the Gatorades and the Doritos. Other stuff that you buy with your sodas and your juices and your waters at your convenience store. Coca-Cola's got some diversification with some power drinks as well, but... They don't have the chip market thing as well. They've never done that quite as well as Pepsi did. So Coca-Cola is a brand. Um, I bring that up in large part because, again, you could invest in brands. You can't do only investing in brands because then you, that'd be the strangest portfolio ever. But it probably wouldn't do so poorly. A big company like a brand, when you say Visa or MasterCard, you know who I'm talking about, American Express, Disney. Back in the day when I said CBS, you were like, that's the, that's the TV station that does great news. Their TV shows were kind of skewed towards older people. They sucked. They were the Archie Bunker Network kind of thing. So your dad would watch it. That's the death in the world of um, investing. When dads get involved in anything, when moms get involved in anything, it kills the whole momentum. That's why Facebook, its best days are behind it. Because at one point in time, it was college kids. Then it became teenagers. Then it became 30-somethings. And then it became mom and dads. At the time mom and dads got onto it, it was kind of a cliche. So brands can change a little bit. They can age out, so to speak. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about investing in brands. We can talk about investing in sentence. There's a mutual fund called Vice X. Take our symbol VICX. 
What's interesting to note about this is it's basically got cigarette companies in it. It's got food companies in it. You know, anything that makes us fat, Ben and Jerry's. Hmm. What else? They have missile companies. You get the idea. If they test uh, makeup on animals, which for the record, I'm pro-testing makeup on animals. That'll think, never happen! Uh, I, I think there's a lot of ugly animals out there that kind of need a little eyeliner and a little blush and rouge. And, and you got to poke it in their eyes to make sure that they don't poke it in their own eyes. So I think it's uh, I'm pro. No! Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. I'd rather a lab dog get you know conjunctivitis than my dog get conjunctivitis because the makeup was bad. <laughs> Sorry, Fido. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Taylor Swift is the highest paid celebrity. Listen to this: three hundred and sixty million dollars. She could sing about teen angst. Makes me wish that I had a guitar as a two-year-old and a dad and mom who never achieved their own success. They have to make me into a star. Then I could be worth $360 million and have a large real estate portfolio. She made $185 million last year in pre-tax income. I will say this. I would love to be an entertainment icon's uh, CPA. Can you imagine every concert she does, she has to pay state taxes in that state? She's amassed a $360 million net worth. She owns at least $84 million in real estate across four states. Her reputation stadium tour was the highest grossing tour in the United States, kicking in grossing $266 million. And she's a hero. She's a heroine. She donated $113,000. To the Tennessee Equality Project. That makes her look kind of petty, doesn't it? I just told you she's worth $360 million and she's known for making a $111,000 donation. Keep in mind, I'm not known for $360 million or $111,000 donations, so I really shouldn't be talking. She's done some pretty savvy stuff. She pulled her music from Spotify. She negotiated fair royalties with Apple Music. She did something that was, I I thought, genius before her last album came out or before the one before that. She killed her Instagram account. She killed her Facebook account. She killed her Twitter account. Twitter? Twitter? I've got one for sending out text messages that I can't say the name of it. But I've de- I'm developing an app so that when you're t- sitting on a toilet and going poop, it's a word that it's an app that rhymes with Twitter. Behave yourself. But you could only tweet when you're on the toilet, and it's not chipper. That's when you're being thrown in a wood chipper, and you need someone to come help you. <laughs> So, yeah, so she deletes all of her, her instant messages. She deletes her whole online profile as if she never existed. And then, boom, she, she her fans start panicking, and they start talking about it. That's pretty smart. She's 27-ish. She's finally in a relationship that seems to be stable. That's lasted a while. $360 million.
800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Something I want to throw out there, because this is one of those things that as a, a child, and some days I just want to talk and I want to tell you some things that I used to believe that I don't anymore. I used to believe credit cards were bad. I have three credit cards that I pay easily $1,200 for. I pay for the right to use their card, but they give me easily $4,000, $5,000 of value. So $1,200 to give me $4,000, $5,000, I'll take it. The fact that I can get diamond status, diamond status at hotels and diamond status in, in like uh, airlines, I'm not getting bumped off a flight. I'm getting upgraded in a flight. And for me, when I was 20, I didn't mind, does anyone want to skip this flight and f- stay at the airport all night? We'll give you a $400 voucher. And I thought I was being cool. I'd go up and they're like, I'll take the $400 and a Coke. Otherwise, no deal. <laughs> they're like, awesome. You really are the Donald Trump of airline negotiations. So I used to think credit cards were bad in and of themselves. But what I've really learned is that people abuse them. And it's like cigarettes and sugar and everything else. It's, it's the abusers who, who really give the category a bad name. I used to be really bad. When I was young, I uh, started my business. I, I probably would drink a liter of Diet Coke a day. Maybe two liters some days. And as you get older, you kind of wean yourself off that. But I was abusing it because I needed, I wasn't going to do cocaine. I know that I've got an addictive enough personality that you, you, the drugs with me have to be like the lighter drugs, like caffeine. Otherwise, it's going to end up with me in rehab. Would you like some coffee? I know people that have 30 credit cards, and that's too much. So you can see that I'm kind of judgy about all this, right? I once met a realtor when I was looking for a home in, in California. This was 2001. She had one of those CD sleeve things where you could store your CDs. Like, it, it's a 100 CD jacket sleeve thing. I don't even know what you'd call it. And then, like, this one can hold 200 CD jacket sleeve things. She had one of those filled with over 100 credit cards. I was just like, whoa. So, and she left it in her car. So, like, if you're going to take out, if you thought you were stealing CDs, you were really stealing 100 credit cards from her. And I'm like, do you know how long that's going to take you to shut all those down? You don't even remember all these cards, I'm guessing. And do you know how ridiculous you look when you go into a store and you're like, wait, let me pull out my wallet. <laughs> it's 100 pages that you have to flip through to find your little blue USAA member 5% discount card. No way, fool. No way, fool. Your time's worth more money than that. So I like credit cards. I like the perks. But I pay my balance every month. If you can't pay your balance every month, credit cards are bad. Now, maybe there's a month or two where you carry a balance, but that should be like not very often because you're suddenly getting, you're paying, you know, $100 balance is really $119 balance when you're paying at 19% interest. So you just bought something for 100. I just bought it for 100 plus I took 5% off on my discounts. So I bought it for 95 and you just bought it for 119. Who's going to be wealthier? The person who uses credit cards wisely or the person who uses credit cards abuse and abuse them? Yeah, the first time I spent $450 to pay for a credit card, I was like, okay, let me do the math. I sat there for like probably 10 minutes of making sure that the points would be used, that I wouldn't lose them, and that there was value in it. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Good site to look at credit cards is bankrate.com and uh, nerdwallet.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I want to come up with a one-name name for me. Really? Yes. I look at the famous people, and some of them have more skill than others. Whether it be Drake or Jay-Z, Madonna, Keisha, Ludacris, Moby, Nene. The inimitable Nene. Go! You want to play basketball? Don't play with him, because he'll say Nene to your chate. Oprah Winfrey, Pink, Questlove, Bono, Rafi, Skrillex, Twiggy, Usher, and Voltaire. Now, Voltaire was bad. He went with a single solo name long before anyone else. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart said, huh, well, you think one name is going to be enough? I need that brand. These people all have brand. When I say Bono, you think. When I say Madonna, you know. Pink. Like, it's probably better. I mean, what could I be, like, black man? No, 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 no. That's not good in the legal court systems. Police might shoot me. Um, Black. 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 Oh. Branding's kind of important. Something I kind of wish I knew a little bit more about in college. Branding and networking. But then again, I was, we were talking about, I didn't network because people used to have to call each other on cell phones, and cell phones are expensive. Now you're just saying, like, hey, can I get your Facebook page, or can I get your LinkedIn, and you're networked. 5G is coming. Paul Revere once rode around town on a horse. That's right, he rode around on Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> Horsey face! <laughs> um... Yes, the British are coming, and now 5G is coming, and we're starting to do everything we can to figure this out, because this is a story about next year, and I want to make money next year. I've already made money this year. Wall Street's about making money next year and the year after. It's about not what you've done for me lately. It's what are you going to do for me next? AT&T and Verizon are in a very fickle, funny, odd situation with 5G. It promises faster speeds, lower latency and an explosion of connected devices. A company that I own, Qualcomm, recently made a relationship with 30 other companies for the future. Basically saying, if you ever want to build anything that has a really good 5G modem receiver in it, we do that. And we'll give you our standards, and then our stuff will work well together. So will AT&T and Verizon make money off of it? It's a big question. A lot of times with uh, companies like this, or in situations like this, it's loss leader for a while. Sprint and T-Mobile merging. There's just a lot fewer people doing this now. So they don't have to be as sensitive to price as they used to be. But this is a hot topic right now. Super hot topic. And if you want, like, I just told you that Qualcomm made a relationship with 30 vendors. You want to see people who are going to be selling stuff that, that need 5G, that, or it's going to be a sexier telecom piece of equipment, or a piece of technology in your house, go Google Qualcomm 30 vendors and start studying up on those vendors. It'd be insane to build a car where the life and death functions of steering, setting speeds, and braking were dependent on a ubiquitous wireless network. This is where 5G is going to help, less latency. So if for any reason your car needs information, it's there. Remote surgery, your doctor's going to go into your heart, and he's going to use a little robot to drive around. Intuitive surgical sells the robots. You want really good latency there. You don't want the doctor going, uh-oh, uh-oh, we got a glitch. Uh-oh, wait, 
Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Probe froze. The probe froze. Wait, everyone. It comes back usually in about five seconds. Doctor, the patient is... See, I don't even know my doctor terms. Intubating? <laughs> no. He's flatlining. He's flatlining, doctor. Sorry, you're using a crappy 4G network. You could have been using 5G. Brought to you by Verizon. Go! So a lot of ubiquitous wireless networks need to become more ubiquitous. And 5G is going to be expensive um, for the equipment rollout. But, you know, the car companies love it. Right now they could sell you satellite radio, which is always on, commercial free. And they get a piece of that action. They, they, they only install satellite radios into your car now when you buy them new. Because they get a piece of that action when you stay on. Same thing will happen when they're like, do you want cellular service to your car? Well, I kind of already have a phone in my hand and it hooks up to the car. But do you want it to your car? Well, your neighbor has it. Well, I guess I should get it too. We need more. And I'll tell you what. 5G, like, uh, for instance, I've got a, a getaway house. Anytime I rob banks, I have to hide and get away. And my security system's all on cable modem right now, right? On occasion, it goes off in large part because of latency issues. So if I could pay to kill, to cut from the physical, dirty, nasty-looking, horrible, bulky, clunky, chunky, awful cable... To something that magically delivers internet signal through the air, I'm in. Or when you're in that business meeting and then someone pulls out their laptop, and sure enough, they're like, "Has anyone seen my wireless modem?" Chadbird, and he like he stops the meeting, so everyone's like, "Oh, you have a hotspot by Verizon, aren't you kind cool?" Of a big deal. Yes, he is kind of a big deal. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Five G this time next year. Everyone's gonna be talking about it. It'll still be in its infancy. But the baby will be born, so to speak. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Help me come up with a name. Bono, Raffi, Skrillex, Twiggy, Dollar Sign. What's the Dollar Sign called, or is it just called Dollar Sign? The S with a line through it? Is that just... Hmm. I need a one-name name. You're fab. You're switched on. You're a bit of a ride. Like Moby. Yes. Before Moby was Moby, who was Moby? You see my point? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.